Well, yeah, well, you're not going to just leave them with a the shitty ass, are you? Well, I don't know. I thought that's what you guys were doing. No! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another new episode of the world's greatest ever parenting podcast. This is Overly Honest Dads. This is a podcast that aims to give you an honest look at what parenthood is really like. Sometimes, I'll be honest, we do get a little too honest, but that's how it goes. Um, so my name's Matt, and I'm joined, inevitably, by my two podcast pals, Magnus. Hi, guys. And John. Hello, hello. We doing well? Also yeah, not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. How are you That's doing? what I like to hear. I am also doing well. And thank you for joining us, listeners, on what is our 30th ever episode. Our podcast is 30. It's I reached it a 29. milestone. No, this is definitely 30. <laughs> I checked so and Technically, I'm pretty sure it's 28, but... There, that, well, that, there we it's are. 30, yeah. it's turn 30, it's the time where our podcast needs to book up its ideas, our podcast does not own its own home yet, it is not married, it needs to really sort itself out, stop calling its dealer on a weeknight, um, it needs to really book its ideas up and we're here <laughs> to do exactly that. So listeners, I'll tell you what we have in store for you today. We're going to start with dad news, which is predictable, but true. And then we are going to talk about toddlers uh, for the first time. I don't think we've done any segments uh, focused on toddlers. Now, when we first recorded uh, this podcast, it was April or May 2019. Um, I had a six-month-old daughter. Magnus had a three-month-old daughter. Uh, uh, and so, and although John had been through the whole thing about toddlers and all that, that you know, all those stages, all those developments, Magnus and I... Um, had no idea what it'd be like but we sit here now as parents of toddlers i think we've adjusted to you know the differences between babies and toddlers and now we're here to tell you about our experience and so we're going to get into that later on and just to say as well i don't think this will be the only episode we do on toddlers there's probably going to be other subjects we do in the future things like potty training that kind of thing um uh, once we cross those bridges then then we'll tell you about how it all went for us but uh, that's enough waffling from me it's time for dad news and john is up first Hello, hello. So, ah, dad news is uh, breaking news. Um, Between the last recording and now, I broke my little toe. Yay! Oh, man! (laughs) Uh, Which has kind of made things interesting with kids, um, because they don't understand space when someone is in pain or has Mm -hmm. a broken something. So, um... In case you guys don't know, if you break a toe and you go to the hospital, they would only wrap it up because there's no way to kind of cast a a little toe, um, is the idea. So effectively, um, yeah, you're not covered, you're not protected, and your kids are roaming around the house and stepping on your feet. And it's happened three times since the last time we saw each other, which was super painful, to say the least. And that was my breaking news. Um, The other news is I'm still fat. Yeah, literally breaking. (laughs) And the only other bit of news is that I'm still fat. Um, I'm losing weight, but I'm still fat. I'm very disappointed in myself. But I'm weighing myself every day, and I'm getting there. I'm not going to be fat. a fat dad. Yet. Yet. Well, I'm already a fat dad, to be honest. You used but... to be well fat when I first met you, like, all of 14 yeah. years ago. John used to be a much larger man. Um, and now he is a very physically fit individual. It's been quite a journey for you, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's um, quite a journey to say the least. I was 110 kilos, and the worrying thing about this time during lockdown is that I got to 94, and that's very high, um, and it's getting mm. closer to that fat number I used to be. Um, but you learn to lose weight and to get healthier because 
we have kids and you kind of want to live a bit longer and see a little bit mm -hmm. more of their life, if that makes sense. Indeed. Well, speaking of fatness, Magnus. <laughs> you, ouch. Ow. You're asking, Ow. You're asking right. for the C word to be dropped early, man. Careful. It was, it was right there. You know, what, what am I supposed to, what's a man supposed to do? Jesus. Anyway, I'll choose to ignore that. <laughs> my dad don't get into it go on <laughs> <laughs> my, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you uh, talk to you guys about my roles not today uh, <laughs> but my dad news is uh, uh, two things really um, Quinn is is a fucking maniac pretty much bless her she's well into terrible twos yeah he's, oh, I, me and Romana are, <laughs> no I know I know but we are there she got graduated she's, she's, already Jesus Christ yeah she graduated early mm. Man, she's really demanding. She's like throwing tantrums and refusing to nap and having meltdowns. And it, it's that whole thing of not understanding or having no understanding of its boundaries, but also wanting to explore. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is completely normal. It's absolutely fine. But it's it's like a little bit more than other kids. And Romana's aware of that because she used to work in a preschool setting with kids of uh, Quinn's age. And she, she, she was she was reminiscing, which is most likely the wrong word, of uh, her previous life as as a, a preschool teacher, and how there were kids that were maniacs, and she always wished she would never have a maniac kid. And Quinn currently falls into that fucking category. Um, oh, so when she's yes, about, man. we get nothing done. But then on the flip, she's a bloody darling sometimes because she's your like, child that's why <laughs> yeah i know i know and she's but she, she charms other people her babysitter she does none of this with none of this um so yeah i i don't know we're, we're just you know we're we're just riding the waves right now uh but she she uh she fell over the other day oh. i think it was two days ago she fell over um and cracked her head on the door yeah, and oh, no. it wasn't you sent us the pictures. Yeah, it was, yeah, man. Yeah, it's gnarly. It's gnarly, and the blood was coming through the plaster. We've 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 changed it twice, and it, it, it's still a bit. It's like it, it's swollen. Yeah, yeah, it's swollen. It's not a very deep wound, but it's on the head. And as we know, the head always bleeds like a maniac. Uh, so uh, she doesn't care. She's not. She's not fussing over the plaster. She's not even pulling it off. She's letting us change it. And That's apparently good. she didn't even really cry, which was, <laughs> yeah. Little uh, Rambo. In, like. Yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, so, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I just hope that it, it doesn't scar too much. If, if it does, it's, it's a battle wound, you know. No, it's little it's things you carry adventures. with you in life, and they're, they're not a stretch when you grow up and stuff, even if it was going to be a scar. So yeah, don't worry about e it. exactly, exactly. Oh, but yeah. she's, she's now got bruises over her. She's got, oh. um, like, on her knees... On a, a, a part of her face as well, where she fell over again. Uh, she's starting to get really fast, like she runs about. And yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that age now. She needs to know what is going on. Um, but yeah, that that is that is my dad news. And on that note, over to you, Matt. Thank hey, you, you remembered. You remembered. <laughs> it would. It'd have been very slick if you hadn't then gone. You remembered. You remembered. Uh, that was exactly the point. It would have been seamless. Okay, so my dad news is mostly around sort of, you know, um, what my 
working situation's been like the last couple of weeks. So when lockdown first happened, it was a bit of a relief for me in a way in that I'd been working really long hours and I hadn't really seen much of Amelie for since around Christmas. I'd just seen her on weekends, not never really during the week. And so lockdown was kind of like a, a bit of a breath of fresh air in a parenting sense because I got a lot of extra time with her and it was nice. Um, and then we've gone into lockdown too. And the, echo, the, the situation for at least my work anyway is that we are busier than we've ever been. And now I, I should really say as well that at this point I don't mean to be uh, to sound insensitive to people who have the opposite problem I'm working a lot at the moment but there's going to be lots of folks out there who aren't working and th their lives are obviously going to be in a tougher place th than I am so I just want to recognize that quickly before I sort of talk about the rest of what I got to say um, but you know so I'm looking in that I work for an industry same one that John works in that isn't so affected by the pandemic um, and so and so you know we've stayed employed um, but the last two weeks and even before that really I'm doing 12 13 hour days every day um and it's just it's so hard <laughs> it's what I'm saying you so said like being in the same house as your child but sort of being chained to your desk uh, it's a really strange lockdown situation that I'm sure other parents are having at the moment as well and you're in this situation where you're under a lot of pressure you need to get results for your job whilst also because you're in lockdown being a, uh, a bit helping out with with Amelie it's not like I can completely abdicate my responsibilities even though there's certain pressures on me to perform certain ways in my role and it's just one of these things where I think as, as as fathers or whoever you know whichever parent is the main breadwinner in, in in your family you can have a lot of pressure on you and with lockdown you don't have the same release valves that you might do normally like you know how a commute can be a release valve to stress yeah. or drinks with your colleagues can be a release valve for that or you know there's there's plentiful ways that you can try and uh, uh relieve stress and make yourself happier overall but when you're in lockdown and you're working very long hours um not really getting quality time with your wife or your children um it can just lead lead to this really strange situation mm. i'm being like a walking zombie all week um, like not really doing anything. I, I finish, you know, I finish work in the room that I'm recording in right now. I go downstairs, have food, then come up and chill out in here as well. I've been spending like 18 hours a day in this tiny little room. It's no wow. way to live your life. Um, and that, so that's not that sounds yeah. really really tough, man. So you you basically live in that room. Yes. You do everything in that room. Yes. Yeah. You masturbate in that room. Oh, don't. Oh man, I'm just staring at him. It's just, hey. You know what? I'm the sure way he looks at that camera truth. on occasions, I imagine. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Oh, lovely. lovely. Yeah, all right. No, that, <laughs> lovely, that, 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 yeah, I, I did not like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the listeners can't see you. Sadly, we can. They can't uh, see my O face. Oh, boy. Anyway, yeah, I was going to say, Matt, on this topic in general, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's good that we're talking about it because I think it just doesn't get recognized enough. Um, like, people, like, no, no offense, but I was thinking about this. It's, oh, but you're the dad. And it's just like, yeah, and you're not busy because the kids, you know, someone else is looking after the kids. That's what my situation is. But the reality is we're so much under pressure anyway. Because yeah. no offense, it puts us all in paranoia. Or am I going to keep my job? I've got to do the best I can. So you're super focused. You're working long hours. I think there's just a sense of fear in a workplace um, for, for people. And breadwinners, you're constantly thinking of the worst case scenario. So Oh, yeah. 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 And it's it was a big only... subject at the moment, man. 
Yeah, I think that men aren't really good at talking about the things that are affecting them. And so there's lots of folks out there, lots of men in particular, who who work very, very, very hard, who feel guilty about their uh, about their inability to be as present as they want to with their kids or their other halves or even the extended family or friends. Like, you know, you want to be around them, but, you know, they, they, they probably don't understand the extent of the pressure you're under because you're probably not very good at expressing it. Um, deep down and so people just bury their problems um, uh, in upon layer and layer of denial and then try and li- live a happy life and then get confused as to why they fail to do so um, mm. I think there's a there's a lot uh, there's a lot in there in terms of male mental health as it relates to work and family pressure um, but it just gets swept under the rug or covered in drink which is one way that people yep. deal with it uh, as I say just having poured out more beer um, and <laughs> And yeah, so I just wanted to, to mention that because I'm sure I'm not the only one. No, definitely not. That's in, in this situation and this situation that lockdown has just made worse, frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any positive things I can mention because that was a bit of a downer, wasn't it? Um, yeah. You know, I mean, look, just... <laughs> overall, I'm happy. You know, I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm not sort of, you know, crying. You're not going to go and hang beer. yourself. No, no, no. Quite the opposite. What's the opposite of hanging yourself? Uh, s- still hanging yourself by while you're masturbating. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's just awful. There's a word for that, isn't there? Auto erotic uh, asphyxiation. Yeah, uh, trust Mag to fucking know. Pervy <laughs> 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 McMagnus. <laughs> so that is dad news for this week. So we are going to take our customary brief break, and when we return, we're going to talk about toddlers. So we'll see you in a moment for that. Little cunts. Welcome back to Overly Honest Dads. And before we go on with the show, just a quick shout out to Sea of Fatherhood, Sea of Fatherhood, for the very nice message that you sent us. Um, and uh, and so we always appreciate uh, any bits of acknowledgement or feedback. So if you're enjoying our show and you want to get in touch, please feel free to do so via our Instagram page, our email address, and I'll give you more details about how to do that a little bit later. But on with the show, and we're going to be talking about toddlers. And as I mentioned earlier, Magnus and I are fathers to uh to our respective toddlers john's been through this process and when we started the podcast we had no experience of this now we do we're going to regale you with that experience and so um uh, rather than me just waffle on magnus why don't you just give us your general thoughts um uh briefly about how you found the adjustment from being a father to a baby to being the father to a toddler man shit's fucked <sighs> <laughs> You, you're always um, you're always really upbeat, Magnus, and that's what I really love about you. Yeah, it's amazing, man. Your positive attitude is is turning me on. <laughs> so, so the the transition from 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 baby to to toddler is uh it's one that sneaks upon you. It's very much like when you are walking, walking on the street and the in. Woods. And a car drives by and waxy water on you. That's how it feels when you have a top. (laughs) Well, do you know (laughs) what it reminds me of? Do do you know what I think it could be? I'm the seagull and you're in your car. Oh, wow. (laughs) Please keep that in. (laughs) So, so no, 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 I I tell a lie. Like, okay, right. It's now gotten a bit, a bit, a bit hairy, but um, the the transition is, is really flipping fun and joyous, isn't it? It's crazy to see all of these changes, which you you think can't happen quick enough, but they do. You know, your kid starts to emulate what you're saying. She starts to, or my, in, in, in my, uh, uh, um, uh, experience is starting to emulate 
emulate the way you are. Um, you're starting to see yourself in them a lot more. Their, their, their mannerisms, their facial expressions. You're starting to identify who you are in your child, um, which is, you know, I, I guess it's something that you kind of think about and expect before that kid pops out of 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 the vagina <laughs> you i i forgot about it i completely forgot about it once that happened it was it was just survival for a while i forgot about <laughs> it and then i started to enjoy my child i started to really enjoy my child after five months and it was like this is a, a, a human who is pretty useless but pretty fun and happy <laughs> and, and and joyous for sure you know but she's her own person she's her own individual and you, you could start to see that yeah uh, and then it gets to a year and you're like yeah she, she's starting to to say shit she's starting to to actually want to walk and go places and not be picked up all the time and then you get to close to two years and these mofos are so independent they are so independent but also so goddamn needy simultaneously it is. It's like a weird mixture, um, and is it is it fun? Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's a hell of a lot of fun, and she's been a, a beacon of light during all of this shit this year uh, with with lockdown and and the pandemic. But at the same time, it's been bloody hard, like really, really hard, and it's been getting harder uh, purely because she doesn't quite understand. Uh, or she's getting the understanding of who she is, her place in the world. But at the same time, she, she has no understanding of boundaries. She doesn't know what it means. She doesn't understand why she can't do things. And her ability to communicate is, of course, not great right now. Uh, it's a lot better than it was. And she's saying a lot of things. She's doing a hell of a lot of parroting. If you give her a word, three syllables, maybe four syllables, she'll at least try. Uh, and that's great. But she can't exactly use it. To, to make sense. So shit. So, yeah. Is that what you say? So shit. <laughs> that should be Magnus tagline. So shit. It's just shit. Kids. Yeah. Shit. So that, that that's my experience. It, it really is a roller coaster, man. Like I can't Yeah, no, it is. It maybe is. it's because I've got really low adjustment. I think that's what it is. I'm just a low adjustment no, person. Uh, you know what it is? I mean, in general, it's hard for everybody, like that management, do you know what I mean? It's not just you. It really isn't. It really isn't. Mm. Well, thanks for validating. Yeah, and I think one of the most challenging parts of having a toddler is that the the toddler stage is where they go from babies to to sort of being more like recognizably recognizably functional human beings in that they can get around on their own and they can communicate um, and and they can perform basic tasks. But one thing they lack is. Um, ingrained knowledge of the world, contact, they can't place themselves in the context of the world yet. They have no idea of anything. And that makes them dangerous. Because yep, I agree, because they 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 still need to make all the mistakes that 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 you need to make to to be able to understand the world and your place in it. Um, and so yeah, it's it's an interesting time as a parent, um, uh, for sure. Um, so what we're going to do now is just uh, now we've sort of introduced the subject is run through, uh, a list that I found online: twelve unmistakable signs your baby is now a toddler. We're going to run through them and and talk about our experiences of them. Um. And the first one on the list is having to negotiate nappy changes. Um, and this is definitely a thing for, 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 for me and Alex with Amelie is, you know, it's a real lottery as to whether or not Amelie's going to uh, cooperate with either a nappy change or just getting changed at all. 
Um, yeah. Sometimes she will be very uh, compliant and she'll lie down on the changing mat and everything will be fine. Other times she is doing anything she can to avoid a change. And I, her latest thing is she wants me to race her up and down the hallway. So <laughs> she'll grab my hand and go, Daddy, go fast. Daddy, go fast. And <laughs> She's then, not stupid, is she? <laughs> and we have to stand with our backs to the bedroom door and then run to my office door. Although she is a bit of a cheat. She does sometimes, when I count to three before we start, she runs at two. So one, two, and she's <laughs> off and I'm three and then she beats me, which, you know, I'm not happy about. Because um, uh, you but, like to win, Matthew. Of course, well, we all do. Um, and then, and then yeah, there are the times when you're trying to change her and instead of actually it happening as you want to, you're just chasing her around trying to grab off items of clothes at, at, at you know, uh, uh, opportune moments um, and then uh, <laughs> and just hoping that she doesn't have a meltdown. Magda, does this ring any bells for you? So, somewhat so so she she has she has her place where she goes for her shit we've got a little kitchen in the front i'm not i'm not joking yeah no no no, no 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 she has a little a little wooden kitchen in the front room and so she goes to the wooden kitchen i don't know what like she's cooking something she's learning to shit in, in the kitchen basically yeah shit in the kitchen while staring out the window she's making a brownie and then She's making the brownie. <laughs> and then you, you you smell it enters your nostrils it's, it's a goddamn nasal attack and you say to her poo poo <laughs> with that, with that done intense a look, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, because like you've you've done a real bad shit. Like, surely that must be you know, uncomfortable for you. Uh, and we'll, we'll say to have you done a poo poo? Uh, uh-uh, daddy, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and, and so as we approach her to to pick her up or to lead her by the hand to go to the the to, uh, the, the bedroom to clean, because she's not going to follow the order. She doesn't follow the order much. It's very rare. She follows the order to go and, and clean herself. Um, or, or be, she, she can't clean herself. That would be crazy. We have to do it. Shower. We have to do it. Shower. Has a bath. Like, does everything herself. Yeah. But, but when, when we approach her, <laughs> she throws a tantrum sometimes. She lays prone <laughs> so you can't pick her up. <laughs> She's picking it out. Smart. Yeah, she does that thing where she raises her hands so you can't. Yeah, and she'll slip slide down, out. Yeah. It's so funny. How slimy so funny. are they when they do that? They it's are. Like, they they turn into a slug as well, annoying man. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, it does ring true, Matt. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, the next one is that the language becomes more sophisticated, and I think that's an obvious one. Like you know, for example, Mama and Dada become uh, Mummy and Daddy, or Mama and Daddy in our case. Um, and uh, I think we've talked about in dad news um, uh, about how our kids t- are starting to talk more. I mean, I remember yeah. I mentioned Silly Sausage Daddy the other day, and I know, Magnus, you brought out similar things before. Uh, man, can I tell you my experience on the uh, the old toddler thing and becoming more adapt with speech and also them copying you is my little little one, Liam. Um, I, I kept, obviously, I'm trying to obviously not swear at home. So when something happens, you're like, oh, bugger. And uh, he, he picked that up really well. <laughs> I could hear really? him in the room and it's just like oh bugger and I'm like no he didn't and I had to tell him not to do it and I can't do it anymore but yeah he, all of a sudden he's picking up these words and he knows where to put them it's quite oh, interesting man. it's good fun though it's good fun the speech does improve at that point like the toddler yeah. period is amazing yeah it really is now, yeah the you? speech is the best bit yeah yeah the speech is the best bit it's so cute and it, it's also surprising how good they are mm-hmm. as well yeah. yeah, it does come along. When it starts um, improving, it just starts going. At, it seems to go 
a sort of an exponential pace in terms of the development. Um, Agreed. It goes from yeah. just random syllables here or there to starting to construct short sentences. And it's just rewarding being able to communicate with them. And um, yeah, I mean, Emily now doesn't just parrot. She she can put her own sentences together knowing words that, that, that she knows. Like the other day, um, I think they were going downstairs. Emily uh, and Alex were going downstairs to have food, and so Emily um, leant in to give me a kiss, and then and then uh, and then um, Alex gave her a kiss, and Emily uh, just said, "Everybody has kiss." Oh, oh that's her. really good. Yeah, that's really good. And she already knows family cuddle, which is where like uh, I come and hold Alex, and who's holding Emily, and Emily just buries her head into us, and she quite often now says family cuddle. Oh, <laughs> which is just the sweetest so thing in the world, sweet. you know. And the thing yeah. is, like, you can have an entire day of her being a complete nightmare, and just that one moment, she gets away with it. Like that, it's, it's yeah. sweet enough that that it kind of uh, uh, wipes the slate clean. Um, yeah. On the note of of uh, toddlers talking, Quinn's got a really deep voice. Ooh. Like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I it's don't. been commented on. Yeah, so yeah, you're right, mate. Hey, what's going on? Because you <laughs> have a deep voice, mate. That's why. Yeah, I think maybe that's what it is. But also, Romana's that she doesn't have like the the smoothest of voices. It's a little bit harsh. And Romy's mum also has got a really hoarse voice. <laughs> yeah, hello. Hello, Hello daddy, dada, and, come uh, here, feed <laughs> me. Uh, <laughs> is it a Central European thing? Do you think? Um, no, I don't think so. I no. think it's just purely genetic, and well, I think yeah. like genetics from Central Europe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like I, I don't know any other. Basically, what you're saying is that's your that baby kind of sound check. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But she, she, her voice is is deeper. Like when I listen to Amelie, um, Matt. Her voice is like, I is, said, is, yeah. yeah, it's a lot higher. Then you got you got Quinn, da da, poo poo. Jeez, I sound like a wimp compared. I imagine. So kids. the next point on the list is that they become more independent, and I think we kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. They do start to want to do their own thing, and like Emily's quite good at putting her things away. You can quite easily just say, "Oh, put that back where it belongs." She'll toddle off and do it, and so I hope that lasts a while. Um, the next one is that they laugh at your jokes, or, and I don't think that Amelie can laugh at my jokes yet, but you know what is brilliant about toddlers is they don't have high standards when it comes to comedy. They'll laugh yeah. at any old shit. Yeah, but she also yeah. knows her dad's not funny. That's probably why she hasn't not laughed <laughs> Have you done the fake laughter thing where you both laugh and then the, the kid follows suit? No, I've not done that. Like um, contagious laughter. Yeah, it, it works for Quinn. So we'll just turn and look at her and then start bursting out laughing. And it's not it's not immediately funny, but then she will start laughing back, and that's when it becomes really funny. <laughs> so there's three of us laughing at nothing. It's brilliant. Okay, and next on the list, um, we have uh, the fact that toddlers cause chaos in the form of drawing on things. Um, uh, and I've not had this happen to to me yet, but I'm sure it's only a matter of time before Amelie takes a crayon and applies it to the wall. Mag, has this entered your world yet? I just turned around and look, looked on the wooden floor and there's green fucking crayon. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. No, she, she doesn't go crazy with the drawing, but she has done it. Um, and yeah, we, we've got we've got the tools, we've got the isopropyl alcohol to try and get rid of the um, the permi markers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, she's not made a, a massive mess because we're renting, um, but she has done it like a good five, six, seven times, and I think it's going to get worse. She likes yeah. to draw. Mm-hmm. 
No, I mean, we do have the, the general problem that any space that Amelie is in becomes chaotic very quickly. So yeah. books yeah. and toys get pulled out and, you know, you're, you're just concentrating really on making sure that they're okay and they're safe. And so you're not really so focused on how tidy the room is. And then mm. say you put, you put, you put, you put them to bed, you come downstairs and you just realize that your place is a complete state. Yeah. Tip. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. My, our living room at the moment is, it looks like a toy bomb went off down there. Mm. It is, it is, it is awful. Toy um, bomb. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Good phrase. I have to be thankful that my wife's got a bit of an OCD thing and she's kind of, that gene has passed on to my oldest because uh-huh. he's really tidy. So if the other two are messy, he'll tidy up for his brother and sister, um, which has been brilliant. But it, it's just incredible because until he grew up to a point where we could ask him to do that, when we had all three of them little, they was just constantly tidying up and it would just never end. It's just a never ending cycle of tidying shit up because they leave shit everywhere. Yeah. And you find like clothes, when they start, you know, learning to get dressed and, you know, themselves, you start finding clothes everywhere. It's, it's a nightmare, man. It's really annoying. Yeah, on that theme, actually, we started to realize that we're going to have to really start to book our own ideas up with that sort of stuff, like making sure we do the washing up every night and yeah. not leave stuff out, because it's not going to be too long until we're going to be hypocrites. We can't go to Amelie and say, tidy your room, if we're leaving the space untidy Bingo. when we go to bed. So that is going to be a pain in the bum. Um, yeah. Um, and- so we should review a dishwasher mag, I think. You know, no, that'll be the first no, step for Matt. <laughs> hey, hey no, great no, idea. Never. Never. Yeah. Just what just let's do that. Men in black that shit out of your head. Like what, Listen, where, the three what? of us, we can vote, you know, and, and the vote goes there. <laughs> no, thank you, Magnus. Um we I can hear resign. about dishwasher. <laughs> I can resign. I mean there's always that. I, I um, think I've got enough. I love footage. the man that loves democracy. That taught me about democracy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't think you could resign, Matt. I have enough footage to pretend to be you for years <laughs> <laughs> you probably do to be fair um so number six on the list is pull-ups and by that we mean nappies and not pull-up bars at the gym um pull-up nappies are a godsend all right okay all right explain this to me so i hate them well just because often amelie won't uh, cooperate when it comes to nappy changes yeah and if she's walking around and being evasive, you can take off and put on a pull-up pretty easily. It's, it's not the most hard. beautiful thing. It's the most yeah. beautiful thing. Obviously, if there's a poo in there, your task is harder. Especially not, if it... Not really. Not really. If it's a liquid how, one, how yes. But work? otherwise, no. It's manageable. Okay. So what, right. where's I'm, the confusion coming in, Magnus? Because I thought this... I mean, you're an intelligent man, and this is a fairly straightforward <laughs> subject. <laughs> You know, pulling <laughs> shit up instead of, you know, <laughs> Mr. Engineer, so, what's the matter? But, 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 but like, yeah, if they've, if they've done a, a shit and it is not one which is conducive in form, as in uh, a, a nice solid turd, <laughs> then what, 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 what do you do then? Like, how are you going to, do you pinch it in the nappy? Do you get your fingers and Yeah, you just it? grab it with the nappy and pull it down, mate. It's yeah. just really they're, they're still They're still dirty. How, yeah, how, how you, you get the wipes and you wipe them. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you do have to do that. Well, yeah, well, you're not going to just leave them with a the shitty ass, are you? Well, I don't know. I thought that's what you guys were doing. No. There is something wrong with you, mate. No, no. no I, th- th- you pull it down, do you it. wipe him, put the wipes inside the, the old that, nappy, throw the old nappy away and put the new one on. That doesn't seem any better than just getting a normal nappy and chucking them no, onto No, because they're more collaborative. If they're just standing up and they don't have to be on their back, they're, they're, they're nicer to you. They're happier oh, to okay. do right. yeah, I, 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 it. Okay, right. Yeah, I psychology to it. You're the smart one here, man. You do the science. No, no, no. What's wrong with you, man? 
So if it, when I when I get Quinn, she can't run away from me, right? When I get her, I, I will pick her up yeah. and I, I'll throw her onto the table or wherever, <laughs> and and Bice. then I can just hold. I, I literally could just hold her down. She's not going to move. Are like you, she will you, try and squirm. Like she'll moan the whole time. She'll moan the whole time, mate. No, she won't. She won't. Like she oh. knows. She knows her place. Have you just beaten her into submission? <laughs> well, we've got. <laughs> okay, maybe a little bit. No, no, we can't joke about that. That's not even funny. That is <laughs> not. I do not. You, man? <laughs> we we don't on overly honest dads. We do not endorse beating children. Apart, no, from I don't. I, do, I don't beat my kids. No. Just need to. No, uh, you better. Yeah, it's, it's getting me worried over here. Body slamming like the. Well, I can think of Steam Stone Cold Steve Austin, whatever his name was. Quick, <laughs> <laughs> Quinn gets clotheslined on a regular basis. <laughs> Oh okay, God. well, on that note, we're at the halfway point of this list. So I think this is a natural point for us to take a brief break. So we're going to uh, take a moment to you know, collect ourselves and to reflect on the things we've just said and whether or not they're things that we want to be known for. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, this Father is going, anyone can download this shit, you know, guys, you know, anyone can listen. Um, and we are going to join you again, dear listeners, in just a few moments. So sit tight. Don't worry. We'll be back soon. Welcome back to this 30th episode of Overly Honest Dads and we're going to carry on talking about this list of 12 unmistakable signs your baby is becoming a toddler. We've done 1 through 6, now we're going to do 7 through 12. And the next one is that crying becomes no. So instead of uh, a crying baby, you've now got a toddler who just says no all the time. Ring any bells to you guys? Yeah, Matthew, you reminds me of you all fucking day, mate. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> sorry i don't mean it no no definitely i, I remember this uh clearly actually because i didn't know what to say about toddlers when we were preparing for the podcast i had to sit down with my wife and she said don't you remember no no and it was like oh yeah all three of them were a pain in the ass with the no it's the first thing they go to man just like the first word that they turn to yeah and they say it more often than mummy and daddy it's it's crazy <laughs> yeah once they learn what no means and how powerful it can be they fucking take the piss out of it don't they mm-hmm. the other day I, uh, I I was looking after Emily in the morning Alex was uh, having a lion and uh, we'd had breakfast already but Emily was hungry so I took her into the kitchen and there's a, a sort of a couple of big shelves in the kitchen where we got a lot of the sort of dry food and that's where a lot yeah. of her snacks are and we went through about 10 different options nope 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 no no, 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 Jesus. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's very annoying. You know it what's is. happened with her recently as well, which is, you know, sort of related, is that now she's got the concept of ownership, and so now things are hers, so mine. That's mine. That's Amelie's. Really? Yeah, okay. and that's annoying. That is. Quinn is still giving us everything. No, no. she says, I no, remember mine. that hitting home when I was watching Finding Nemo with the kids. Um, with the seagulls at the end of like mine, 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 and I was just like, that's exactly what they sound like, the little annoying shits. Because yeah. toddlers are little cunts, really. I mean, that's, you know. yeah, and it, there are there are nice things to it. So sometimes, like, uh, I'll be carrying Emily because um, when we come back from nursery, we don't really use the pushchair anymore. This is one of the points going to come on to in a moment, and um, <laughs> and and I'll be carrying her, and she'll go, Daddy. My daddy. Oh, oh and that melts so my heart. sweet. Yeah, yeah that is. That's, that's so sweet. Th- this is the duality of toddlers. They're they're both infuriating and really wholesome and sweet and mm. nice. Um, and they switch between the two things rapidly. Um, as as John said, they're cunts. 
Yeah. <laughs> is is that is that the general consensus? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mistakeable I size that your toddler is a cunt. I, I love my child. Um, I no, love my so child too. No, um, it, it's an interesting period. Put it that way. It's an interesting period. God damn really it is. is. Okay. God damn now, it is. The next thing on the list doesn't make sense. I'm going to skip over it. It literally doesn't make sense. I'm not even going to mention it. Oh, um, no, we could have dished it for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but we've all been going a while already. So let's oh, let's yeah. let, let's bang on. So the next one is they're more interested in pushing the push chair than riding in it. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that shit. That's very true. Yeah. So Magnus, does Quinn still use the push chair or does she reject the push chair? Um... It has its place. She still uses it, but yeah. it, it, it's it's rare. Like for for example, if we want to go for I don't know a night walk, which is really rare, and we want to go through the park with the torch or something, then she she'll sit there so she can see things. She can look at the foxes. She should look at the stars and the the different environments. Magnus, um, you know what's but, killing me about what you're saying is I keep like in my head now. Quinn's got a deep voice. <laughs> so everything's like, no push, yeah, daddy. Like, that's all I'm hearing in my head now. You've completely Stop. ruined a picture of that girl, mate. It's just, no push, daddy. daddy. No, no, daddy, no. change my nappy. <laughs> no, I've done a poo. <laughs> that's all I hear in my head when you're telling the story now. It's ruined. No, it, it's mate. funny, but fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, um, poor kid. Now, the next one on the list is that dirty nappies are seriously dirty. Now, this doesn't ring true with me. I think that, that there's not been any massive change in the consistency of pooey nappies. Um, you guys? You'll you see think? it. De- no, you'll see it develop soon. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, nappies too. Oh. And, I mean, I, I, we haven't had any any horrendous nappies in quite a while that I can think of. Wait for oh, Yeah, like, ours are okay. Like, she's had big ones. Yeah, no leaks or anything, but like nearly, like you know, breaking the barrier just about. I think it's breaking the barrier of the nappy in 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 quantity is what I remember of it oh, overlapping okay. because it was so much more Jesus. than you know because you know they're meant to be getting out of. Like, but, but they definitely stink. Like if, oh. if if you're in if she does a shit in in the front room, and you're you're down the road speaking at number thirty two, there's a good chance you'd be able to smell it. <laughs> oh man. Okay, and the next one is that they can run away from you, and that is a definite problem, both in terms of trying to get stuff done around the house, but also when you're out in public. Yeah, they're very quick. Like, I can see how they can run out into the road piss easily. Yeah. They're so quick. They're off the mark without looking straight away, because, yeah, it's mental. Mm -hmm. And they just don't fucking care where they go. They just shoot out somewhere, anywhere, just to be away and explore. (laughs) doesn't matter if there's a curb It's learning. There. It's learning. It's it is learning. learning. It is learning. Learning f- f- for, for, for plonkers. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't and, use the C word. Yay. And the last on the list is that they have more opinions, which yes. I think is very true. You know, although, the, you know, I think young toddler, <laughs> so between one and two, probably hasn't developed enough communication skills to have that many opinions yet. Like the concept of something being Amelie's favourite is a fairly new thing. That's mm. you know having value judgments about things is a fairly new mm. thing for her. That's not really <laughs> developed yet. It, does Amelie have an attachment to a toy or uh, I don't know a toy or cuddly toy? Not one in particular. She has like mm-hmm. they, it more rotates than anything else. So mm. sometimes that she'll have a particular attachment to something, but it doesn't last long. Uh, our NCT uh, classes were held in a cafe, which was dedicated to parents. Very weird Wimbledon-esque kind of thing. 
um, and they were selling, uh, I forget the brand, but they were selling uh, cuddly toys. And there was, there was a bear that they had there, uh, only one, and this was a massive mistake. You should have bought two. It was like a proper, proper teddy bear. Um, and she, she had it since birth. And dude, she is so attached yeah. to that thing. She's always asking for bear or major, which is the check for for bear, running up it to it, cuddling so much it. Better. <laughs> major, yeah. Oh yeah, um, it's, it's just, a nice she, name. Like you want to go towards the animal, not run away. Major, yeah. It's it's it is really nice. It is really nice, and she's so attached to it, so attached. Always asking for it. Um, she goes to sleep with it. Uh, she sometimes she'll take it to the babysitters, mm-hmm. and we've been trying to find a replacement, and it's it it was it's it, yeah they stopped making it two years ago. Matt, do you so remember having your earliest toy like Magnus? Matt, do you ever like do you? No. Like, I remember one that I was very close to actually, and it was a teddy bear. It just it just came back to mind now. No, it wasn't a toy. It was a tag on a piece of on a, a piece of clothing or a towel. It was like literally the tag that was on it, and it had nice friction when you run that oh, between right. your fingers and that was my thing it was like a tactile mm. thing more than anything else mm-hmm. um which probably shows that i am very much on the spectrum um so that's how you way. became a pervert um yeah but that could that brings us to the end of this list this is this is a list 12 unmistakable signs your baby is now a toddler i got this list from a website called pickany2.net uh the tagline is because moms can do anything but not everything which is I think aiming low, you know, I think, you know, you should be able to do everything. I mean, aim high in life. What's the point otherwise? Now, I should say I've not read anything else on this site. So please don't, if you go there, don't don't hold me in, uh, accountable for anything you find. I literally just found this list. It looked reasonable and I went with it. Um, I do not vouch for the website other than that. Um, and so to round off this um, toddler section, I'm going to throw out a question to Magnus and John and to I'm interested to get their response. Um, the question is, what is harder, getting your newborn baby home for the first time and dealing with that or dealing with a toddler? <laughs> uh. I, I, toddlers, too, you can't compare it, man. Toddlers is a Try. long period of time. It's a long period of time. Uh, I mean, if One you... cannot compare the two. No, you, they... can't. you can't. No, no, no. I, I, do you know what? I think you can. No, you, you can compare the two in terms of scale. Of, yeah, of the impact. amount of yeah yeah oh um bringing a kid home is easy dreamy the first dreamy the, the mm. first few these is fucking easy they do nothing yeah they just sit there and sleep like there's no crying oh for, yeah but for... you're monitoring them constantly and like yeah, well exactly. they, they haven't farted in five hours what's nice. going on it's 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 in it, uh, is is the, the correct thing for incomparable mm-hmm. it's incomparable yeah, and compared to now, like the the stress. Oh my god, trying to get shit done. Maybe it's because we're in lockdown. It's special circumstances. Yeah. Nah, so no, no. Maybe hard that's anyway. why. It's hard. It was hard. It's anyway, a, it is well, hard. I, th- I think you're also yeah. forgetting though that with toddlers, you get so much more upside with a baby. Yeah, that's true. You don't get really that much upside because they do uh, for the same reason that you say it's easy. It's also the same reason that it can be a bit of shit because you get no feedback. You get there's nothing for you to bounce off. I there's agree. no personality. Yeah. Um, and and, and, no and they banter. and they look like fucking shriveled raisins. Yeah, um, they do. You know, they are seriously ugly creatures, aren't they? Well, hey, I mean, obviously, oh. obviously, my daughter's beautiful, but when she was a baby, but you know, speak for yourself. Um, 
uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a six of one, half dozen of the other situation, as you can probably tell by the way I approach it. Like toddlers can wind you the fuck up. Um, yeah, it, it can be really hard work. But then in a split second, they can do or say something that melts you entirely and makes everything absolutely. Worth it. And I always return. Well, it's to... a lot better now than it was then. Yeah, for sure. Like I, if you were to say that, completely agree. Yeah. And like one thing I always return to is the fact that you know you can have a often we have really stressful bedtime routines because Amelie doesn't rarely wants wants to go to bed. She's like me in that she wants to be awake and wants to be wants to be part of things rather than just like you know just in bed. Um, uh, and so night so bedtime routines can be stressful. But then when me and Alex, my wife, check on her before check on Amelie when we go to bed, um, we just look at her sleeping and just think she's the sweetest thing in the yeah. world. And it makes it all <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah, again. we do that as well. Makes uh, it all okay. Who doesn't? Still do it now. So sweet. Yep. Okay, so that brings us to the end of this little toddler section of our podcast. We're going to ret- return to various toddler subjects in the future because there are going to be various milestones that we're going to get uh, uh, deal with. Things like, as I mentioned earlier, potty training will be one, um, and and I'm sure there'll be other other uh, subjects that Magnus and I uh, will want to talk about. Um, and we need to, at some point, spend more time on John's experience of raising toddlers because he's done it thrice. Um, so lots of experience there so this is one that we'll return to if any listeners out there have, have uh, topics that you want us to hit upon relating to your lives as parents if, you're, if you've got toddlers you're uh, experiencing uh, any situations that you'd like to hear our thoughts on then just let us know and uh, we'll, I'll tell you uh, at the end of the show how you can get in touch with us but for now it's time for a brief break and we're going to come back in a moment with Am I Being Unreasonable? Welcome back to Over Honest Dads, and now we're in the final straight. It's time for Am I Being Unreasonable? If it's, this is your first time listening to us, Am I Being Unreasonable is a board on Mumsnet. It, Am I Being Unreasonable is a board where people post up their problems and they look for the denizens of Mumsnet to weigh in. Uh, we're not on, on Mumsnet, but we weigh in anyway. And we're going to read out some of these posts and tell you, our lovely listeners, whether we think they're being reasonable or not. Um, so we're starting to get some Christmas themed ones in here. And the first one is, am I being unreasonable to expect quality street tunes to have roughly equal amounts of each suite? Quality street is horrible, man. And the poster is called all the quality street. The post reads as follows. I have just opened a two kilogram tin and found it had 46 coconut, 25 fudge, (laughs) 25 toffee penny, eight green triangle, eight purple ones and nine orange crunch. To me, that's not an acceptable mix in a tin marketed as an assortment uh, with each sweet shown with equal weighting on the side of the tin. Am I being unreasonable? In addition, if you have a new tin yourselves and are willing to count, please post what proportions you've got. I'm sure loads of you will be tempted uh, to post that i am being unreasonable for liking quality street at all but a it's that smell of christmas when you open the tin and b not the point of the thread well i'm i, I must admit i'm quite pleased that she's bringing it, it, it's a woman yes oh well, i mean i worked the assumption that posters on mums that are women yeah okay um I, I'm, I'm pleased that she's brought this up because it is a serious concern for people like me who have uh, a major sweet tooth in that we expect a certain amount of orange and strawberry <laughs> fondant and we don't receive it and we feel like we have been undersold and that's not right and these big flipping conglomerate corporations don't listen to us yeah. when we complain they just laugh because they've already got our money and then we just yeah. still have to eat it because 
We know they know we will. Yeah. It's not fair. Yeah, there's not enough Maltesers in the celebrations. That's what I say. Yeah, I mean, I think she is being unreasonable, or she just has too much time on the hands. I can't think of a single time in my life where I've had enough time to uh, uh, tot up the amount of, of different assortments of sweets in a box after um, cooking for a whole day, sitting there just counting sweets instead of listening to your kids. I don't know, Matt. Might be an option, but you know, um, I don't know. I do. All, I do all the cooking at home, and I've still never been tempted. Um, so, on to another post. Um, this is from someone called Too Much Too Young Zero One. That rings a bell. I think we might have heard from them before. And uh, the 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 post title is: Am I being unreasonable to take my dear daughter home from playground because she wouldn't do her coat up? Uh, the post reads. Dear daughter, three and a half years old, refusing to let me do her coat up as she wanted to show everyone in the playground her new dress. Several people had commented on it on our way to the park. Uh, after several um, after several times telling her that I needed to do a coat up and explaining why, because it's cold, uh, and her refusing, I said we are going home. Again, explained lots of times that we would go home if she wouldn't do her coat up. Dear daughter, hysterically crying all the way back to the car and back home. Am I out of order for taking her home? Um, and I chose this because we were talking about toddlers and, tod- and toddler tantrums are a thing and seems to tie yeah. in nicely. So what do you guys think? Uh, I think she's setting a boundary and following through. I think that's fair. Yeah, the outcome's not nice, but I don't see anything wrong with that. She 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 warned the kids. She's, she set the boundary that, that shouldn't be broken and then she followed through. That sounds like proper parenting right there. No? Yeah, yeah it does because you it's discipline without without it being sort of, you know, violent discipline, it's like consistency. And the more that you let them push at you, the more room that they know they have to push you. So I think that is kind of reasonable in a way. Yeah. Although I can I mean, see... Oh, sorry, John, you go. No, I was just going to say, I, I think I... From the way it was titled, it seemed like she was being more unreasonable than it really was. Because in the end, she did have a point. I think she does. She does have a point. I mean, John, you, know, you, you can't you gotta... fucking put in the chat body slam. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention it. We're recording. It was like <laughs> if the kid doesn't behave, Magnus says body slam. <laughs> no, no, we we are not setting that precedent from here on. I don't body, body slam. Body my slam, kid. Mag. <laughs> she's not B- being unreasonable BSM. we're moving on swiftly <laughs> sorry Matthew okay um, oh you put it in that chat I was looking at our, other, our whatsapp chat um, so yeah I was confused there um, so the next one is is um, on a slightly different subject uh, the subject uh, or the poster is called Foodster and the subject line is am I being unreasonable to think that watching violent films with a baby is wrong so the post reads, I am on maternity leave at the moment. Our baby is four months old. I take care of the baby during the day and my partner takes care of him when he comes home from work. I take the evening hours to relax, like taking a bath, etc. as I still have lots of postnatal issues after the birth. Um, my partner is a very good dad, but he likes to sit on the floor, put the baby on his legs in his snuggle me cushion, gently swaying him while he watches samurai or zombie films on Netflix. These films are all age 18 and I don't like them. He insists that he likes them and needs the films to wind down after a long day at work. He says baby understand what's hap- doesn't understand what's happening in the films. I know our baby doesn't consciously understand what's happening in the films. Our son is quite fascinated by the lights on the screen and I worry that the grim content might influence him on a subconscious level. Am I being unreasonable to think it's inappropriate to watch these things whilst taking care of the baby? 
It's, it's, it's a bit weird. Do you think? But, uh, but she, you know, well, she, no, the, there's a reason I picked this. It is John used to play lots of violent video games whilst holding his children in his arms, yeah. and I figured he might not have an opinion on this. I so so this is the thing actually that that's a very interesting point, Matt, because I never thought of that. I've never thought of that. Mind you, it was when I was feeding them. When I was feeding them, when he was a baby, baby. But when they grew up, they never got to watch. Hmm. Well, this this baby's four months old. Games. So... It's interesting. It's interesting. They're, 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 kids, kids, not going to flip in. No. no, but the kids absorb a lot at that age. That's the thing that I'm, that I'm thinking of. I mean, there's a lot of absorption. You know, you're saying they're running around wanting to learn things. Yeah. I mean, how much did they absorb of you know violent things? We we we, we we actually didn't. We didn't. Like, we don't have a TV. We didn't want our kids to see any screens mm. for a while. Uh, so I I wouldn't have done that anyways. I don't think I I, I don't know. Like the kid's not going to know, but at the same time, it, uh, that's weird. I, I the content like the killing and shit in front of a baby. Yeah, it's a bit. There is an element of just it. being slightly deranged doing that. But mm. Surely, there's lots of things you could watch that don't involve death. Mm. Very true. Like, maybe it's there's, a, thing. there's a range maybe. of content out there in the world. Whatever, especially in this year, 2020, the range of content available to us, you know, through various mediums, um, mm. is substantial. And you don't have to choose death-related programs. That's very mm. true. Yeah, uh, I, I sat there and watched all Disney stuff with them. To be honest, I you know, sitting there watching. I stuff. like it. I, I, I love. I Disney. like watching. I love, I love. Yeah, I like watching her her cartoons and stuff. Yeah. I've really gotten into Peppa Pig. I really, like, I really like. Pig. Oh, it's awesome! Oh man, it is awesome. Before I forget, you know, I've gone vegan again, mate. Sorry. Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. Poor Peppa. Poor Peppa. Poor Peppa. You, you know, when every time you bite into a vegetable, do you not just think you know bacon is better? Because it is. I'm not a big fan of bacon, though. I'm personally, I'm not, if I if I have to think of anything, it's the junk food I I, I mentally go to. But it's actually okay. not that difficult to pull away. The the difficult thing is cheese. But I found a, a very good uh, supplemental cheese stuff. But it's manageable. Mm, I just don't think there's any need, really. I think that it's all wrong. It's all what's wrong with society. I'm not. Should, we should do a section of, of the podcast where we try and educate Matt, so I can get you to watch a documentary and then see how you want to rip that documentary apart. Which is very scientific. Okay, we'll see. So yeah. I've got two more to do, and they're both Christmas related. Um, so the next one is uh, from a poster called Daisies in the Meadow, and the subject line is, Am I being unreasonable to just do a chicken for Christmas? Uh, it reads as follows, Honest to God, I'm dreading Christmas shopping, sad face. In a small, It's a small family for mine, just me, my husband, my mother, uh, and we're going round to his mum's for Christmas dinner uh, the day after anyways. Would it be unreasonable to just use a large chicken? I can't be asked with a turkey, to be honest. Too long to cook and just a hassle. Yeah, just get a small turkey crown or something. That's what I was thinking. Turkey crown, dead easy. And then you tick in the box. It's not much. It's not much work, and you get it's a right shitload bird. of meat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's this? This is it. Yeah. Just yeah. To be fair, I mean, I sort your life out, love. See, get yourself crammed. Even though I know, as a as a sane human being, that there is nothing wrong at all with cooking a chicken for Christmas dinner. There is genuinely nothing wrong with it. I know that there's nothing wrong with it, but there really is. At the same time, something wrong with it. I don't it. know. I don't know. To be honest, I, I I I'm the one that cooks every year, right? I'm I'm the cook. Like the family comes over. And, Your poor and all family. The rest of it. 
yeah, I'm decent, Matt. Calm down. I'm Italian. Don't forget. <laughs> but even like you, you plan for it. I get excited by it and all the rest of it. But I'll, I'll be honest, you, I don't know. I don't understand the moan here. I mean, if she did, like, I don't understand the moan. A large chicken is absolutely fine. And I think you, I don't agree with you know. But it's fine. It's a chicken fine, is though. something you'd like. So, for example, I'm doing chicken on Sunday. We got our Austrian friends that are in a we're in a childcare bubble with some Austrians behind, that live behind us, um, and they're coming round on on Sunday, and we, I'm doing chicken. But Christmas is supposed to be special, isn't it? Like chicken is like mm. every day. Like if if you're going to do a roast on a Sunday, you're probably doing chicken. You're probably doing top side of beef, leg of lamb mm. or shoulder of lamb or um, or pork. Right? Who does yeah. that in 2020? Who has the time on a Sunday to do all of that, man? Me. That's, that's a lot. You I, do all of the, all those meats on a Sunday? No, no, just just do one of them. Oh, you just do one of them? Okay, yeah, just do one of them. Um, but like Christmas is supposed to be special, isn't it? It's supposed to be mm. a day that you take where you do things that you wouldn't otherwise do. And I do kind of think that <laughs> I know I'm being snobby and I know I'm being a dick and I know that it's unreasonable. But I do think that just doing a chicken on Christmas is a bit of a oh. cop out. Um, no, yeah, I did the money. It's decidedly mediocre. It really is. That's just me. Anyway, so we've got a last one. This is a bit of a longer one, um, uh, but it's Christmas related. And I mean, I've not read it all the way through. It's about just... coffee recipes. No, it's not. It's not. So the poster is called My Neighbours Are Bellends. Um, and <laughs> the, the uh, subject line is uh, Neighbour told my son that Father Christmas isn't real. <laughs> Love him already. <laughs> so. Um, my son, who's nine years old, is in the same class as the child next door. So me and the neighbour take turns to do the school run in the mornings. We have only lived next door to each other for just over a year and they have been okay aside from uh, a run-in over the fence, a tree and their children having a stint of being mean to mine in school. I have been so non-confrontational with all of this stuff because I have to live next door to them and don't want the, uh, hostile relations with neighbours. However, today's episode has really crossed a line for me and I need your help to understand if it is reasonable for me to be so fucked off. My son has just said to me that on his way to school this morning, the, neighbor, uh, the dad neighbour told him that Father Christmas isn't real. This is how he says the conversation went. My son said, will you have Elf on the Shelf in your house? The neighbour said, no, because Elf on the Shelf is fake, just like Father Christmas. He doesn't exist. Son, yes, he does. Neighbour, no, he doesn't. Christmas is about celebrating Jesus' birth and Father Christmas is just made up. Oh, My son, son, well, I don't believe in Jesus, so I think <laughs> he is made up. Neighbour, what do you mean? Jesus created the earth and all of us. Son, well, I thought God was supposed to have created the earth. Okay. I love this. I love this kid. I love this kid. The argument. The kid's smart. Yeah, man. yeah the, the, the kid is solid. So yeah. the, the post goes on. Okay, the whole God and Jesus part isn't so relevant. Just saying what dear son said. But aside, like, she was humble bragging by putting that in there, by the way. Yeah, of um, course. But aside from telling him Father Christmas isn't real, Elf on the Shelf isn't real, and telling him he has to believe in Jesus, the man isn't even Christian slash Catholic anyway. His wife is, though, um, and their family celebrate Christmas with presents. 
presents and a tree and a big fucking flashing Christmas lights outside their house. How dare he tell someone else's child that Father Christmas doesn't exist? Who does that? I don't feel like I can let this go without saying something, but I feel as if I need to balance my response, being mindful that I have to continue to live next door to them. I don't really want to continue with the lift sharing, but I'm imagining the awkwardness of us bundling the children into our own cars every morning whilst avoiding eye contact and then again at the other end. I, I, I just leave it, man. Bloody hell, leave it. Yeah, I, I would just leave it. Dude, dude is a major. Though. I don't know. Just let let his ties down. <laughs> I agree with that. I mean, you might as well. I find it funny though. I mean, who 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 takes the patience to try and have an argument with a child? What? I mean, I, I, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I reckon this is the like the grumpy old man. That's what it sounds like. A very grumpy old man, like. Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino kind of thing, like oh Jesus Christ, like amazing. That's literally such a but grumpy he, he, fucker. He, that he's, does that. he's going out of his way to destroy a kid's yeah. dreams, which are, they don't have for very long. Like they figure it out. But he's he going out of his way to make a kid feel bad. But then the kid is nine. How's he got to nine years old still thinking that Father <laughs> Christmas? Oh, is he's real. nine. Oh, I missed that. Oh yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, yeah he's still uh, nine years old. No, you should know by then, mate. Come on. Yeah, they, he's just, oh, he's just nine. That in at the start, and I didn't realize that. Yeah. Sorry, no. Yeah. Kids but we don't listen to old. you, Karen. And, sorry. And, and, I, and I do wonder about the whole fact that the kid is capable of distinguishing between Jesus creating the earth and God creating the earth, and can point out in a debate with an adult, uh, but also thinks that Santa's real. Those two things don't really align for me. Yeah, it's somewhat incongruent. It, it's isn't it's it? inconsistent, and it makes me think that we have an unreliable narrator here. Mm. Uh, make a good point. Yeah, yeah I ah, see. You get to read these things up. before. You're right. You're right. I you're hadn't right. read it all the way through um, mm. because I chose these ones whilst we were recording. Mm. Um, oh, but that's why you never listen to us. Great. Yep. And the, there's 391 replies to this, so I imagine there's quite a lot of quite interesting. <laughs> oh, things. Jesus Lord. Yeah, but we're not going to read them because we've been going... This is the longest episode we've had in a while. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Overly Honest Dads. If you have... If you'd like to get in touch, you can do so in a multitude of ways. You can get in touch with us via email. The email address is overlyhonestdads at gmail.com. That's overlyhonestdads at gmail.com. John, he runs our instagram which you know just to just, i mean just to say it is getting a bit better um and yeah. the memes are i'd say about five percent less shit than they were before um so <laughs> worth checking out um that's do, do good. His dad's on instagram yeah. um and you can also find us on youtube we have a twitter account which is entirely dormant and please do rate um our podcast and subscribe to it and if you have any friends of yours who are parents who are parents to be uh, feel free to recommend our show although we generally do talk a bit of shit we also occasionally hit on some uh, helpful subjects and you know at, at the core of it what we do here is tell it like it is it's completely unvarnished that's one thing I can say that's very true about our show we don't give you airbrushed experiences of our lives as parents we tell you exactly what it's like and yep. I guarantee you your friends who tell you about what their lives as parents are they will they, they, they will polish that turd up before they tell you about it um, <laughs> yeah. they really will um, and and for whatever reason we've decided to just lay it all out um, and so you know take advantage of our sacrifice um, and uh, and yeah. And, and do pass on this podcast to other people um, so all that remains is for me to 
thank, if that's the word, Magnus and John. Thank you, guys. My thank pleasure. Thank you, Matthew. And to thank you, the listeners. Um, we wouldn't have a show without you guys, so we value each and every one of you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again next time. Enjoy the rest of your day and take care. Bye-bye.